0: other things people love to hate and hate to love and we're your house Shelby and Matt
1: happy new year Shelby <laughs> I
0: know. wait is this our first of the new year you're right oh my goodness well,
1: I think maybe that one of the other ones came out like the first or whatever but I think this is our <laughs> first recording right, this year right. yes yes so, it's
0: new to us yes happy yes. new year Matt
1: uh, our Who third year doing of, this? <laughs> of podcasting yeah crazy crazy we're just so successful oh my gosh yeah, it's, yeah. look at it's us really just
0: shot us into the stratosphere changed our lives forever like thank you p.s you're wrong
1: and this week we had a crossover episode uh, yes. on cats that was on your other podcast, Swiftish, <laughs> which came out today. Well, Monday, so yesterday, if you're listening to this podcast, the day it comes out. But yeah, it's out. You can go and find that wherever podcasts are yes. sold, held, promoted, yeah. <laughs> downloadable, Streamed, whatever the word yeah. is.
0: Um, I got a couple of angry tweets on our Swiftish account about how Uh. unfair like okay we get it you hated cats why are you perpetuating this like it's bad for taylor like get over it like why are you (laughs) (laughs) so very scandalous episode that's less than favorable about cats the movie but i thought overall generally very kind to taylor's part in it so haters gonna hate
1: so wait so they weren't mad at me not liking taylor swift they were mad at you guys for for bringing up this movie more like it should be (laughs) immediately forgotten and never discussed again.
0: they're like why why i don't remember how they said it but it was basically just like okay we get it you hated it like what's the point in this episode like get over it like this isn't good for taylor let's move on Which, you know what, to each their own, cats was a thing that happened and I think history deserves to remember it.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes. And that episode is a blast. I was listening to yeah. it back this morning. And like, honestly, that movie was bizarre. The episode was wild. I still have Jellicles. Thanks for Jellicle cats. Yes. Stuck in my head like every minute of the day.
0: So if you're interested in hearing us talk about cats with a little bit of Taylor Swift shade, I guess, thrown in. You can go to Swiftish and listen to it. But right now, it's P.S. You're wrong. And we're excited to talk about us and what people are saying about us. So Do we have any reviews?
1: (laughs) We got the sweetest email from someone named KW, and Mm. they say, Dear Matt and Shelby, after my initial interest in your show, my obsession with it has only deepened since I moved into my own apartment. So if (laughs) I ever want to feel like there are some witty, culturally literate people in the apartment with me, I put on your podcast. I have even started listening to it while I exercise just finished up my run and I'm sitting by a duck pond listening to pop culture roundup number 19. Keep up the good work with love KW and then they send this super sweet picture of this really like lovely delightful looking pond
0: Oh, and
1: it was just like so heartwarming to see that this. So my sweet.
0: gosh. Culturally literate. I love that. That's so like such a nice way to say we're just like dumpster diving in the <laughs> dredges of pop culture news i just love that
1: you know every one, every now and again chubby i try to uplift us into yeah. you know a more <laughs> literary culturally relevant stratosphere despite your attempts mm-hmm. to drag us down mm-hmm. to the dumpster with all totally. of your bachelor for sure, for coverage sure. so yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. of course of course uh that's totally true coming from someone who can't I don't know get enough news about uh, I don't know Uh, zinger fail dang Um, it just
1: you wait because I have gone full lowbrow for our uh, (laughs) love it or hate it segment so stay tuned for that
0: okay Riverdale again or is there something oh
1: I think lower I think lower but (laughs) we'll see wow
0: (laughs) <laughs> Who knew? I mean, this is sort of, January's an odd month for movies, uh, it's a slow month for TV, and it turns out it was kind of a quiet week for pop culture news, except um, I was excited to get us started with Justin Bieber's new single, Yummy, which I absolutely hated, but I'm curious, uh. as a fan, did you did you find pleasure in this um, repetitive uh i don't know sort of drivel
1: yeah so he wasn't quite giving me like everything i needed <laughs> but i did like the song the yeah. it, it's called yummy it's out now the i feel like i don't know if this is a hot take or not but the music video was distressing it's basically yes. like him sitting at a restaurant table with like random weird items of food in front of him, but the camera just keeps like circling around the table over mm-hmm. and over and over and over again. And I was getting motion sickness watching it. <laughs> so I had yeah. to like pause it a couple of times to just to make it through because it was so like sickening.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, this is a song that he's, I mean, I don't, I didn't pay careful attention to his promotional cycle on this song, but. It seems to be about his relationship with his wife and how yummy she is. Am I correct in this reading?
1: Um, I think so. That's what well, I got so out of this it.
0: is what is so bonkers to me. Justin Bieber is just this is has become sort of a weird character to me. I don't know if he's like struggling with something, but there's something going on there. But he started to promote this song post um release. By sharing photos of babies on his Instagram account with the hashtag yummy as the caption. And they were just like random babies. Like just like, I don't know if they were people he knew or stolen off the internet or whatever. But they're just pictures of babies. (laughs) And I saw a screen grab of this and I was like, oh, this is fake. Like obviously this doesn't make sense. Someone's just trying to make him look like a creepy weirdo who would use baby photos to promote this single about his wife's yumminess. (laughs) But no, he legit posted like nine baby photos all with the same caption of hashtag yummy. And I just, I don't know who thought this would be a good idea or what he's trying to say with it, but it makes zero sense to me.
1: Yeah, I had not heard of the, about this and now I'm looking at these baby pictures and, I mean, these babies are real friggin' cute, but I don't understand yet it's exactly weird. how it relates. Maybe yeah. I need to re-listen to it and try to listen to it from, like, a I-have-a-cute-baby contact.
0: Because <laughs> otherwise, it's a, I mean, it's a little creepy, IMHO. I'm not really on board with, like, that. But I also don't think it's, like, Some people, some anti biebers were like, ooh, pedophilia, which I don't think he's getting at at all. But it's also just like weird. It's just a very weird, disconnected choice to me and sort of speaks to how I feel about Justin Bieber's headspace right now, which is just weird and not all there. (laughs) Something's not connecting for him. And I just don't know who allowed him to do this or who thought it was a good idea. And it also happened very quietly and like not a lot of news people are reporting on it. So I don't know. It just feels very strange to me.
1: I'm also looking at his Instagram now and there's a picture. I think this is an original picture of like him in a pink shirt falling off of a unicycle. And (laughs) then he's proceeded to like Photoshop him falling off the unicycle into a bunch of other scenarios like he's diving off a diving board he's like body slamming a wrestler that i do think is sort of funny but is also weird so i don't know honestly confusing what is going on on justin bieber's instagram account
0: yeah no it's, we'll a, have to it's get a tough question our detectives on it yeah <laughs> anyways i just i wasn't sure if you were aware of his promotional cycle for yummy but that's where it's at right now Is just some some baby photos so
1: well, you know, the babies are cute, so I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna...
0: But are they yummy?
1: I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, people say, like, oh, it's so cute, I could just eat them. <laughs> so I Different guess it's context, yummy in that way.
0: Yeah. yeah. Sure.
1: <laughs> we'll go with it. I don't know if you saw, but uh, the new X-Men trailer for New Mutants came out mm. today, I believe. Mm-hmm. And there has been a lot of Conversation concerning it On Twitter and the interwebs Mm -hmm. And I thought I would Give our listeners a quick rundown Of the hot mess That has been this movie's production cycle Because I find it endlessly interesting (laughs) Have you followed the story at all?
0: I have seen No, I've only seen tweets about it Since the trailer dropped Something about how it's been like years in the making And there are different versions I don't know, so educate me
1: Okay, so I think around 2015, X the people who were running X Men who were Fox at the time decided, hey, like this the the series of movies that has like um, Jennifer Lawrence and James McAvoy or whatever, like. They're getting kind of older. Like, let's do a new X-Men franchise. So they start casting this thing called New Mutants, which they want to be like a scarier, grittier version of X-Men for like the mm. young adult audience with younger people. Um, They cast Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. They cast Anya Taylor-Joy, who's been, who was in The Witch and who was also in Glass and Split, the M. Night Shyamalan movies.
0: Mm.
1: So they decide they're going to, to make this movie. They do the initial shooting For it in 2017, and it's slated to come out in April 2018. So they film in July in Boston, and Charlie Heaton is also in it. He was added later, who is from Stranger Things. And it seems like everything is good. They the director makes a cut of the movie, they deliver it to the studio, everything seems to be fine. In the interim of this process happening, the movie It comes out, and everyone really likes it at that point. I don't know if you remember, but like everyone's like, Oh, horror is back, like, horror is the new thing. <laughs> Young people love horror, so they decide that okay, this movie that was supposed to just kind of be a scary X Men movie, maybe they should do some reshoots to make it scarier. So they uh-huh. decide to postpone it. So in January 2018, remember the movie's supposed to originally come out April 2018, (laughs) they decide they're going to push it back to February 2019 to do reshoots and also to accommodate Deadpool 2, which is coming out, so they don't want them coming out at the same time because they're from the same studio. So these reshoots are supposed to take place in 2018, and they're going to add a couple new characters, they're going to make it darker, they're going to make it more horror-like um well then a couple months later they decide no we're not going to have it released in february 2019 we're going to bump it back to august 2019 because there was another x-men movie called dark phoenix that had Mm. also been bumped and so in order to bump that they had to bump this and they decided that they're going to give to do a full overhaul of the movie and it was reported that at least half of the movie was supposed to be reshot so at this point they're basically doing a whole new movie. They're going to use Mm -hmm. some of the old stuff, but they have new characters. They're doing new horror sequences. It's going to be like a whole new thing. Well, then, if (laughs) you remember, in this interim... Fox is acquired by Disney. So Disney buys out Fox, they get all of their properties. And I think we talked about this in the podcast at one point, this means that they had to like reshuffle a bunch of their release dates because they didn't want Fox, old Fox movies going up against old Disney movies. So they're like getting all their ducks in a row. In the meantime, also Disney decides this feels like a lot of money to be spending on these reshoots that haven't taken place yet. So we're not actually going to do as many reshoots. We're going to postpone that. <laughs> also, the the script that they had for the reshoots, Disney decided that they weren't really sure that that would work. So they're going to rework on the script. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a whole hot mess. At this point, the movie has been like the original version has was filmed like, two years previous and it's still in like this murky purgatory of when is it going to come out? People thought, Oh, maybe it'll get bumped to a streaming service because you know, with Disney, they have Disney plus they have Hulu. Like maybe it'll go there instead. Well, then it comes out that they're bumping it again to April, 2020 to fit this new Disney schedule and that they're still going to do reshoots, but they're going to be different reshoots. Anyways, that took longer than they thought it was going to. They ended up not doing reshoots. And they are basically just uh, re-editing the film, mainly to remove all of the X-Men references from it. Because Disney now wants to relaunch X-Men to connect with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So they don't want X-Men references also in this movie that they think is bad so that they have to connect (laughs) those. So basically they're just pulling the X-Men references out of the movie, releasing the version that they had back in 2017 and calling it a day. So they released the trailer today, which does look scary, but also looks kind of confusing. I think people (laughs) on the internet were like, what is happening? Maisie Williams fully looks like six years old in this because it was filmed... four years ago at this point so the movie is coming out in april i think everyone thinks it's going to be bad it's just it's just a wild story of how a studio kind of just screwed up the whole process and
0: so you have no hope for it i mean
1: it feels like if this movie was at all good they would have released it at some point over the past four years and the fact that they were going to redo a whole half of the movie and then they decided not to redo that basically just to save money makes me think yeah this isn't going to be great (laughs) but I sort of just really want to see it now just to see what they have and what they've been you know like working on the past four years like the the behind the scenes drama of this all is so fascinating to me that i'll go see the movie even if it's going to be bad if there wasn't this behind the scenes drama i'd probably skip it but not anymore
0: (laughs) i mean it's weird that they'd release a bad movie at this point because a lot of movies can just not be released so there has to be something redeemable like who wants this released if they're no longer using it as a jumping off point for new x-men or whatever It's like, is this a passion project or they're just like, you know what I mean? I
1: think think they're just like, hey, look, we've wasted enough money on this. (laughs) Let's just get whatever money we can out of it. I bet there'll be very little promotion for it. Yeah. But they're like, hey, if we make $12,000 in theaters, that's $12,000 that we (laughs) didn't lose on this movie. So they're going to put it out in the world and hope that it, you know, does well with... (laughs) comic book audiences or yeah. that people watch it on an airplane or something and then they can kind of like nickel and dime their way yeah would towards... I mean, be interesting because no like
0: at this point it would be hard to do a sequel because they're all five years older so it seems like a one and done sort of situation <laughs> almost too
1: yeah yeah and i in disney it feels like it wants nothing to do with this there's a bunch of these kind of <laughs> movies that fox or that Disney got when they bought right. Fox, and they've all sort of just been, you know, dumped in these various pockets of the calendar where Disney mm-hmm. didn't have anything, or was like, okay, you know, well, we we got to put Ugh. this out, but we, <laughs> but we don't think it's any good. So
0: I can't wait for that. Yeah, I probably won't see it, but <laughs> but that's exciting. I have sort of a more timely, less um, happy story, but. I thought it was very interesting nonetheless. So obviously, the Australian fires are very tragic and very sad. And in fact, a lot of the Golden Globes was talking about it. A lot of celebrities have been tweeting about it, whatever. But what was interesting... Is the Kardashians got involved, which is always, you know, a lightning rod for opinions and controversy. Um, All of them sort of retweet or on their Instagram stories, shared this photo of it and talked about how sad it was. None of them really directly mentioned donating or any of that. But they were like, how sad. Best of all, though, Kylie Jenner, she on her story posts a specific image about the animals that have been lost to the fires and just how millions of animals have died and she just like posted this photo of it and was like oh how sad like so sad like crying emoji you know so she you know she really felt it but the very next (laughs) story she posts is about her pedicure she just got super in love with the color and she has this photo of her feet and she's wearing slippers and people immediately realized those are mink slippers so this is like a real (laughs) fur slipper that she just posted after sharing her sadness over these poor animals who had been destroyed by a fire which is just like the sort of irony that is just especially delicious because the person is clearly so unaware of the fact that they are perpetuating like you know murdering animals for clothes and you know like there could be an argument like oh it's different than animals lost through tragedy blah 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 whatever not getting into a uh, argument about the you know truly despicable (laughs) uh market of fur but the point is that she just kind of put her foot in her mouth in this situation almost literally where it kind of became sort of robbed the moment of you know speaking out for the Australian fires with her clearly unmoved lifestyle and I think it's been kind of an interesting moment for celebrities versus the lay people who are realizing like I'm donating like fifty dollars to this cause are you even bothering to try like are you doing something or are you just posting about how sad it is and so someone called out kim kardashian and is like hey so nice for your thoughts and prayers and your hashtag climate change is real heartbreak emoji but did you even donate and kim kardashian tried to clap back and was like nothing gets me more heated than to see people who think they know when we donated and think we have to publicize everything which again is just a delightfully naive comment from someone whose whole fame and fortune is from sharing everything and publicizing everything and having no problem sharing when she gets gifts or when she makes the billionaire list, you know? So it's just this give and take of, um, I don't know, the bourgeoisie, I guess, has been very entertaining these last few weeks as as people discuss Parasite or they talk about Knives Out and the celebrities are like, Oh yes. Like I love that too. But then you're sort of like, well, did you get it though? Cause it's sort of about you, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. I found it very funny.
1: The what I mean, first off when people were talking about this at the golden Globes, because I've been traveling or whatever, I haven't been connected to news at all. So I had heard nothing about these mm. fires until I was watching the golden oh. globes last night. And I just kind of assumed <laughs> wow. that they were like, I was in a wedding. It was a whole thing. But anyways, that they were like, you know, (laughs) regular forest fires. And then today I was looking it up and they're like not just in one area of Australia. They're all over Australia, which is insane to me. But yeah, I think this also goes back to something that we'll probably touch on in the Golden Globes episode on Thursday, that Joaquin Phoenix in his acceptance speech basically called out everybody else at the ceremony who was talking about oh like the fires and donate and climate change and he's like yeah well you know what there's like nothing worse for the climate than flying around in your private jet which I'm sure (laughs) that most of you here did so like if you are actually going to speak out against climate change like you should not be riding around in your private jet and driving these big fancy cars that are like Mm -hmm. horrible for the environment like put your money where your mouth is sort of thing which I I did think was a really interesting way to go at an <laughs> award ceremony where all of these rich Love people it. have just spent three hours kind of virtue signaling and patting each other on the back for things <laughs> and saying like go vote when in actuality it's like well you're a big part of this problem and if you wanted <laughs> to solve it like maybe look at your own situation before you start you know speaking to the telecast in such a big way, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's all very yeah. intri- intriguing.
0: Yeah. Yes, I I love it. I think Chrissy Teigen tweeting about how much she loved Parasite was just not that rich people can't love Parasite, but it's like you have to wonder, like how much of a movie like that, which is a criticism of wealth and capital and all this sort of stuff, but it's just been a fun awards. A season because of that I think because Knives Out also discusses this sort of and um it's just it's been very eye-opening to kind of see who feels sincere about it and who is sort of maybe unaware of their of their role and um the power <laughs> that their tweets have compared to real change would have but
1: mm-hmm. uh well I mean I was gonna bring up how Tana Mojo and Jake Paul are no longer married after <laughs> six months of a fake marriage. But we are kind of running short on time, yeah, so you wanna get it love. to uh love it or hate it?
0: Yes. Um before we get to your lowbrow, I have something totally highbrow, really elitist. I'm oh sure most gosh. people have never even heard of it. What? Um You on Netflix oh. has this season two, <laughs> which is the Pin Bagley film um television series where he's a stalker slash serial killer
1: that's based on a collection of essays by tony morrison
0: yes (laughs) no oh oh no it's based on a. it's based on a novel though which i did actually read we got it in like one of our slush files when i was working in new york and i read it and i was like this is disgusting and disturbing it's told from the serial killer's point of view the stalker's point of view gets really twisty and bendy. So when the first season came out like a year or two ago on Netflix, I of course watched it. It was okay. Season 2 is sort of interesting cuz it is based on another novel, but I hadn't read it, so it was a little bit more twisty for me. And it's it's pretty good. Like it's really gross in some ways, especially season 2, The First Murder. Oh my word. It was so Disgusting, and this is a mild spoiler. Which I'm sorry if this bothers you, but basically, he kills this guy, and to destroy the body, he takes it to this sort of restaurant, like back back this restaurant, in this grocery store he's working at, and puts the body through the meat grinder, mm-hmm. which is not a surprising way to do this. But it's intercut with scenes of a woman who's working in the kitchen, like using. Uh, the kitchen to like make a meal so she's cutting up her meat and stuff as you know you're getting this visual of what was happening there earlier totally totally gross disgusting very violent Um, and I just really like I mean, it's sort of gross to stay in his headspace that way, but they did a lot of fun things in season two where it took it a little less seriously than season one because this, he moves from New York to L.A. So there's a lot of making fun of L.A. in this, which is very funny to me as someone who's only been to L.A. once in their life. Still felt real. But um, so there's a lot of like elitism and just uh, the celebrity culture there. And then... What's been best, though, is Penn Bagley's, like, really enjoyed criticizing the fans of his characters. Like, he's constantly on Twitter. He's like, you guys realize he's a murderer. Everyone's like, OMG, he's so hot. Like, he could do this to me any day of the week, you know? <laughs> and he's just like, you guys, this is I just wanted to make a... he His intention in season two, as best as he could as just an actor, was to sort of explore how quickly... Um, People are willing to forgive white men and how we make excuses for them and whatnot. So it's been like a fun watching him act in this silly show that's a little bit, you know, lowbrow and just kind of vapid and exploitative in a way because you're torturing yourself over, oh, I like this character watching him do these gross things, but he's a bad guy, blah, blah, blah. And then he's also just like a very intelligent actor who's fun to watch in the promotion stuff for it because he's like yeah i don't understand your guys' hype with this guy he is a bad person <laughs> and it's just delightful so i can't recommend it enough
1: yeah i i heard a lot of buzz around that i feel like maybe when the first season came out but i i never got around to watch it i have no real like you know <laughs> gossip girl loyalties
0: it's okay mm. yeah me neither but a good stalker story you know, really scares ya as a <laughs> as a woman in this world, so uh I had to watch it
1: mm-hmm. well uh something i think further lowbrow than that that i have been watching <laughs> is netflix has a new reality show out called the circle oh, have you seen word. the ads for this yes. oh my I gosh i saw the
0: preview and i thought matt will probably watch this <laughs> oh
1: it is glorious so this the setup for the show is that in there's eight people who are picked to they all move into this big like apartment building and they're all in their own apartments. They can't see each other. They can't hear each other. And they're all interacting through this social media app called the circle. And you can basically put whatever you want on there. You can use like pictures of yourself. You can use pictures of other people. So there's a couple of the contestants who are kind of pretending to be (laughs) someone else. Um, And Uh there's these weird like social media challenges. You can chat with other people And then in each episode, the eight people vote in some way, shape, or form and get rid of one of the contestants. (laughs) So they're, like, blocked from the social media app and they have to leave. And then Mm. each episode, a new person comes in to fill their spot. So it's kind of like a Love Island format. The show's originally based in – or it's based on a British show. But it is just, like, very interesting (laughs) to me to watch – like, social media play out in a reality TV setting, if that makes sense. And some of the people's, like reasoning for because you're trying to get the other people to like you through this social media app so that you can like get points and not get kicked out so it's interesting these people's like strategies like there's this guy who's basically pretending to be his real life girlfriend on the show because he thinks (laughs) that like people will be more receptive to him if he's like an attractive woman rather than a guy but then it's strange Uh because he doesn't really the way he's acting as a girl doesn't add up with what the other girls think that a girl would say so they're like i like there's <laughs> something wrong with this girl because she sounds not like the way that women <laughs> usually communicate i don't know it's all very fascinating and it's but then at the same time there's some people who they're like oh this person's 100 a fake they're not them and then that is who they are so i don't yeah. know it's it's very <laughs> it's very heady and kind of fun and trashy at the same time to watch how social media has intercepted our society. But it's only, (laughs) it's like three weeks and each week is four episodes. So it's going to be done real quick, but I am finding it very enjoyable at this point.
0: Interesting. So it is one that Netflix is rolling out week by week rather than all at once.
1: Well, it's strange because they're releasing four episodes at a time, but like in a three-week Pattern, if that makes sense. Okay. So it's like the first week it's four episodes, second week it's four episodes, third week it's four episodes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think we also covered on the podcast. I don't know earlier this year that Netflix is starting to. They've realized that releasing everything at once is sort of a stupid (laughs) way to go about a show because then you only have you're only in like the public news cycle for. A few days where yeah. if you're like the mandalorian you've been around for two months because every episode mm-hmm. brings like new gifts and things that people are talking about so i don't know how like i think they're experimenting with different kind of strategies because how does the british bake off work because that's on netflix too right but they just like or the u.s for do you watch that yeah,
0: that's i mean i've watched the it is on netflix but i guess they were old seasons of the british version so are you saying they have a new version
1: i thought they did but maybe i'm wrong about uh, that i
0: don't know, I don't know. yeah maybe whatever it that okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyways the circle's <laughs> be great a good call
0: yes yeah it's true because when i was watching you i you know was to watch them all and everyone was writing their articles about it and I wanted to read them but I also couldn't because I hadn't finished it and then you just like forget to go back and read them because you know it's been a week since everyone talked about it and so you're just the loser who finished it late and I had to just live stream my reaction to my little sister it's like (laughs) embarrassing you know.
1: Also there's lots of shows that have if they run week to week, they have lots of good like podcasts you can listen to. It's so it's like you watch yes. the episode, you listen to the podcast, you read all the reviews. It's like such an enjoyable experience. You feel like you're doing something as a community. But if you do it all at once, if it comes out all at once, then either podcasters have to like watch an episode, record the podcast, watch an episode, record the podcast, but it's like nobody watches something like that, so you end up just not listening to most of the podcast episodes. Or yeah. they just do one episode at the end after you've watched everything, which I guess is fine, but it's still, like, not as exciting. I don't know. I like it when things yeah. are released on a slower timeline.
0: Yeah, me too. I think it's uh, it's more enjoyable and lets you really savor the experience, mm-hmm. but I'll still binge Stranger Things 4 in one sitting, so. <laughs> oh,
1: my gosh, Yes. They need to release like when that's coming out soon. I hope it comes at next nice Christmas. <laughs> that's my, I want a Christmas season oh, of yeah. Stranger Things so badly. That's that like my one good. desire in life. Um, but okay. <laughs> well, I think that's it for this episode. We'll be back on Thursday to discuss the Golden Globes, which aired last night and were quite frankly wild. So I'm excited to get into <laughs> yeah, yeah. a lot of the inner <laughs> workings of that. Um, but yeah. Follow us on social media. We're at PSU Wrong. Uh, go listen to our cats episode over on Swiftish. Is there anything else that we should tell people about? Mm, no, I think that's good. Okay. See you guys on Thursday. Thanks. Bye.